Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. You ready to go deeper? You are absolutely in the right spot for deeper. And any of you going through fires right now in life, um, literal or figurative, uh, but you're not alone. And boy, does Casey bring it today. Buckle up. And if you know anyone going through a fire in life right now, would you please share it? Because this guy brings the heart and he strives for truth and shining it and what light can come out of darkness. So here you go. All right, deeper. Wait a second. Yes, we're live. Hey, Casey, aka Jogging Jesus, you are back in the house. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing a lot better today, for sure. It's it's a good day. Mm. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty well, but I, I've been on this earth, this broken planet, long enough that we definitely have our ups and downs, and seasons of challenge and seasons of darkness. You know, I've been a uh, such a vocal, uh, 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 just a, a supporter of anyone that deals with mental illness and reassuring them that um, depression, anxiety is as real as cancer. Some have mild versions of it. Sometimes it's just a, it's, it can be a temporary bout. And for some, it can be long term. And uh, just like someone that gets cancer or um, a cavity, you, you got to go to that dentist. You got to go to that doctor and, and get some help and some guidance. And other times it can be short. And I think you you were sharing with me earlier that you said, oh, yeah, yesterday was just one of those dark, darker days, right? Yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, and I don't think that it's, that it's by chance that it was either. Mm-hmm. I, I was wondering, I was telling you last week that I was wondering why we cut it short. Like I still had so much left to say on Daniel three and then I ran out of time and, and I, I truly believe that God wanted us to end there. And then because he knew the trial that I was going to face yesterday, the fire that I was going to go through yesterday. And so even going into what we're going to read today, it was, it's just been a balm on my own soul of, of how God is with me, how God is with us. And so this isn't just for the listener this is for me. This is for you, Tom. And so yeah, yeah. I, I love how God works like that. Well, and I want to, those that listen long enough, um, I say I like to set people free because then it's it, it's why I now believe in small groups where I thought they were the dumbest idea in the world initially. And that is you learn you're not alone in certain struggles in certain things. And just for anyone, in case if you don't mind, I'm just going to pry in a little bit more. But you said something about that. You were just laying there. Like, you, you easily could have just stayed in bed. Like, it was, uh, it was at least yesterday. That's not all the time, but. Um, yeah, and I will, I will, I'm planning on talking a little bit about this. Oh, tying it in right at, on. At, at the end. Um, but yes, I will talk a little bit more about that. It was not a pleasant day yesterday. And so. Uh, we will, I do plan on digging into that a little bit more. So listener, there's been a theme with Daniel without question. There's so many more we're going to tackle eventually, but just again, no, no matter how good you think you are, how strong you think you are, how faithful you think you are, um, you're absolutely going to be challenged on this broken planet. 
and and uh, there are absolutely going to be your dark days, and there are going to be days where you're like, how am I getting out of this? And and then there's there's others where they're they're, they're your best days. But I'm well, we'll tee this up, right, Casey? It's like life's a test. I, I don't believe this is. There's just no way this is it. That this otherwise it's one big cruel joke. The earth just uh, the life just on this earth. So anyway. Um, I got other stuff later I could share, but I'm I am getting the poll. Perhaps we dig in, and then if there's bonus time at the end, maybe I share some of the other stuff going on. But I, 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 I got hot rod in my I'm in my ear now because it's funny he he hit us up with some feedback. He's like, man, you just keep leaving me on. <laughs> Give me some more. So if your listeners like, uh, yeah, you've been a little too short, but uh, Casey, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, there, there was a weird just pull I got of just putting the brakes on there, and I know it was a bit of a cliffhanger, but we got some of it in, and well, we'll see where today goes, right? Yeah. So, do you want to give the recap, or do you want me to give the recap? Um. Well, let let let, let, let me do even the. You know, I'm a simpleton, right? So let me give it give, give it a shot. Uh, and then, of course, I know you're going to add on and fill in the details, but it, I got a bigger picture recap, and that is Daniel written so long ago. Again, listener, just be reassured here. If you really study that book, um, especially the, the, the Old Testament, it all points to, to a certain direction, uh, meaning Messiah, uh, a Jesus promise. And uh, Daniel's one of them where you start reading behind lines. And I was sharing with you, Casey, earlier on, I love the way you touch on history. And again, listener, if you hadn't heard the deeper series uh, leading up to this point, please back up on it because it's so intriguing talking about the empires, how they rise and fall, and how Daniel explained it followed exactly the order. Historians can't argue the order. That's what I love about it. And um, and how uh, Daniel was given an opportunity, although talking about darkness, again, uh, I can't get much worse of, of getting castrated and enslaved. Uh, I mean, I guess I can, but you talk about reasons for depression and thinking life's over, uh, but it wasn't, and he was given a great opportunity um, to uh, tell the king what his dream was that no one else could, and which also for, foreshadowed, right? What, what, what history now tells us is exactly what happened. And now you would think, now, in life, again, we're like, now I'm good. Now I got my promotion. Now I got my job. Now I got my marriage or whatever it is that you thought that you needed that was going to complete you. And then you think he'd be in good graces with the king forever. But of course, just like most leaders, our ego, just us, daily lives, our ego gets the best of us. We, 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 our head gets too big. The king built up a, what, a 90, sta- 90 foot statue, I believe, out of gold. And then everyone had to bow to it. You got to do this, and um, Daniel and uh, his cohorts couldn't. And we left off on what would you've done, what would I've done, and all that. So that's really a loose, raw <laughs> summary, Casey. I know you got more attention to detail than I do, but that's my recap up to this point. Where then they they wouldn't bow because um, they're putting God first, which ironic was uh, a theme of yesterday's recording. Um, uh, who are you trying to make happy? And uh, now they're getting thrown into a, a furnace, a fire, right? Yeah, it's just a little bit more on that. So right now we're looking at um, Daniel and his three cohorts, his three Jewish friends, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, have now been exiled for eight years. And as you said, the King Nebuchadnezzar built this 90-foot statue of him. It's believed to be of himself. 
and says, when the music plays, everyone needs to bow down and worship me. Mm. And going back to what you said about yesterday, what we were talking about as far as worship God or do you worship man or things mm-hmm. made of man? Mm-hmm. And one interesting thing about this is scholars estimate that about 300,000 people throughout the nation, as soon as that music started playing, hit the ground and started worshiping this 90-foot statue. And out of all 300,000, only three of them stood or stayed standing. And, and this kind of brought me back to what I mentioned last week about the fear of God. And so, so the Bible constantly talks about having this fear, this reverence for God, but you also have to couple that in with what the rest of scripture says. And it says, do not have a fear of man. And the reason for that is because, um, we know that, I'm sorry, I I just completely forgot what I was going to say. Um, so we know that God says that. If I'm for you, who can be against you? Mm -hmm. And then Jesus also says that God, um, don't fear man who can destroy your body and then do nothing more, but but fear God who can destroy both your body and your soul. And so there is like this, this balance, but it's not this, I want to be careful here because I don't want people to think like, Oh man, we we need to be afraid of God. Yeah. If we're followers and we're saved by Jesus's blood, it's not about um, us us stepping into this fear. It's us grabbing onto Jesus's hand and trusting that He's going to lead us, even into places that we don't want to go, but we still trust Him anyways. Mm. I love that, Casey. Uh, listen, it does say on the flip side. Uh, ironic or not it, it it it's a fact it's like 365 times uh do not be afraid meaning of just uh what life in general which is so much it's so hard i gotta admit uh there are just days where i am more fearful than others um although it, uh, on the flip side and that that means the world and again uh, uh man like god's got your back if you believe in god you got you accept jesus as your savior well yeah, you might have hardship on this earth, but there's something far greater for eternity after um, that's going to happen to it. And for me, we dug in this a little bit before too, right? About fear of the Lord. And it was interesting that day, the verse of the day, I think it was Proverbs 9. I'll, I'll dig it up. But it was just like, but fear of the Lord, what it means is that reverence, meaning it, it produces wisdom. When, when, when you're thinking about what you're saying and how you're acting, um, and going back again to who you're trying to make happy. You got first, that's the commandment, right? Make God yeah. happy first. And then, so it's, the fear is more like, almost, I almost call it like a quality control check. Like, how are you doing? Uh, how am I yeah. doing? How are you doing? Are, are we speaking in a way that makes God happy? Are we, are we, are we, for those married, are you treating your wife like Christ did the church, church right? That's been, that's, that's written. Um, that's where I see it. It's like a quality control check. Like, are we really well, walking it like we talk it, right? Or at least what the Bible tells us to do. Yeah, and my thought too on this is if we're living our lives for comfort and our, our goal on this planet is to be able to reach retirement age so that we can sit on a beach and drink, have a drink, <laughs> then 
then it's very likely that you're going to reach a point where you're going to have to choose between that goal or following Jesus, because this world is an enemy of Jesus, Jesus says. Hmm. And so God didn't create us to simply live for comfort. Hmm. He, he, he himself didn't come into this world to live for comfort. He went to the cross and stepped into suffering. But I think that we should get to Daniel 3. Otherwise, we're not going to get through it. So if, if you're ready for that, I'm uh, ready to go. Yeah, let's, let, let's go, bud. Okay, so we're going to start in Daniel 3.19. And so at this point, right before this, as we said, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow down to this idol. And so here's where we left off. So Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the fire or the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. So let's stop there for a second. Where did this furnace come from? Do you have any guesses on that, Tom? This is again where any other listeners like me, like I just kind of glide over that. I didn't even think of that. No, I have no idea, bud. What what, what, what say you? Well, so we know that they just had to melt down all of this gold to make this large statue, right? Ah. And so they're 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 making idols often, but I mean, it took a large furnace to create something this large. Yeah, and so so it's believed that that that's why they had this furnace just uh, lying around sense. to make a 90, 90 foot gold statue. Yeah. You would need quite a heat source. Yeah. That large. Oh. And we know that they would have had roughly eight years to, to build something. I'm sure that this would have been in the works for quite a while. Something this massive. Yeah. Plus to collect that here, gold. Here's a little, I, I, I like the engineering side or I like, yeah, you um, are, you are an engineer. Of, yeah. So I like this type of detail. So, the temperature required to melt down gold is 2,000 degrees. Man. So if you compare that to the hottest your oven gets, that's about four times hotter. Right. And it only takes it only takes 162 degrees to melt the skin off of your body. Man. And so if you're thinking 2,000, I mean, that's over 10 times hotter than what's required to melt your skin. Yeah, and, and to do it then, right? With today's technology, yeah. sure. But uh, doing it, what, 2,600 years ago or what, what, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Okay, so let, let's keep going. Then in order, or then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So he tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in, his, in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So it's so hot. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, we, that's just 2,000 degrees to melt gold. It says that he commanded that it would be seven times hotter. So we don't even know how how hot this was, but it was hot enough to even get near it, you would die. Right. I love a little fun little side comment on that. I'm, I'm a bit of a pyro, and so I, I if I get a chance, like I'll, I'll build a big bonfire if I can. But anyone that's done that knows you start getting close to it, you're like whoa, like you're going to adjust something, and you're like wow. Okay, so yeah, this this was so hot that these guys burn up just trying to get them in. That's wild. Yeah, and so then it says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were securely tied and they fell into the roaring flames. Now, one thing that I want to point out there is what Chuck Swindoll 
says, and I love what he says. He says, mm-hmm. religion is about imposition. Christ- Jesus is about proposition. Mm-hmm. So to explain that, religion is all about believe or follow or worship or else. Mm-hmm or else something bad is going to happen to you. You better follow me. Mm-hmm. But proposition is a, is what a man does when he, when he wants to commit himself to his fiance, uh-huh. he gets down on one knee and he proposes. And this is what Jesus did for each, each and every one of us. When he went on that cross and hung and died, it's like he got down on one knee and the ring was made out of his suffering with his flesh and his blood. And he's, he's telling us, I have died to be with you forever. Are you willing to die to your sin to be with me? Man. Yeah. Deep, dude. Deep. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Right on. So these guys are in the furnace. And, um, well, what happens after that? All right. So 24. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and explained, exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men, unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. So to explain this part, so what you see is a godlike man down in the fire, and what some theologians call this, or what they believe this to be, is a theophany. And so a theophany is, is God with us. It's when God shows himself throughout the Bible in the form of a man, it's also believed to be um, the first showing of Jesus. And so it's not just here that we see it. We see it when God walks around in the Garden of Eden. We see it when Abraham is approached by three men who talk about how he's going to become a father and he worships one of them as Lord. And then we also see it with Jacob when Jacob wrestled with God all night long. Well, it requires a body to wrestle with God all night long. And so some, some theologians argue that that's exactly what we're seeing here is God stepping into the fire with them. Wow. Yeah, that's deep. I, again, that, that I'll say that we'll just leave that one up to interpretation, right? Into the listener. I'll just say this. I love facts, logic, and and as I read that book over and over and over again, it, I just it keeps popping and it keeps pointing that direction. No doubt about it. To me, I lean with you, buddy. Um, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but the, the fun part is, well, you get to decide, you get to choose. Uh, but there is no mistake, though. Throughout that whole book, it keeps pointing that direction, right? The promise. I mean, from David's words to Moses' words, now to Daniel's words, to Isaiah's words, it's there, but you just got to be willing to look at it and really, truly try to understand it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this kind of relates back to, well, let, let me read a little bit further. Sure. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flames and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was singed, and their clothes was not scorched. They did not even smell like smoke. So what's interesting about this is the only thing that burned were the ropes of Babylon that held these 
held these men captive. Nothing else of theirs burned. Um, and this ties back to Isaiah, I believe it's 43.2, where it talks about how I will, how you will walk through the fires and you will not be burned. I will be with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of tying back to about 150, 200 years before this ever took place. But I feel like we we put too much attention on that, if I'm honest. I think we think about like, okay, I'm a Christian now. Everything's going to go good with my life. And, right. and God's going to always... God's going to always protect me from the fires and through the troubles. And this world is going to be awesome now that I'm a Christian. And that is a lie. It's not even close to truth. Because if you read through the rest of scripture, not just one little verse, but if you read through the rest, what you see is you see that, that people are constantly going through desperate, desperate situations. I mean, even Jesus's own followers his apostles were all killed, except for the apostle John, who was, who was boiled alive and it didn't kill him. So then he was exiled to the island of Patmos. But other than that, everyone else has been tortured and killed. And and a life as a Christian, Jesus says, if you follow me, you will be persecuted. Which now leads me to yesterday. Mm. So as you're talking about a little bit earlier, Tom, I, man, yesterday was extremely difficult and I, I can't put my finger on one thing. I mean, there's some, there's some, um, disagreement in our home as far as, I mean, my mom just, my mom just got diagnosed with pre-cancer and my grandma's cancer is back. And so it's, it's a struggle of, do we go visit them Mm -hmm. and potentially risk giving them COVID or getting COVID, getting our kids sick? And so there's this struggle. And yesterday was just this moment of just not even because of COVID, but just like I feel like a depression came upon me of I just wanted to lay in bed and cry all day. I at one point I was just laying on the floor as my kids were crawling all over me and I was completely disassociated from my body. And I just remember thinking like I am in such like externally, I feel like I'm in this pit and I can't get out. Like I can't get out on my own. And then internally, it just felt like this raging fire. Like there were so many negative thoughts and there was so many things that I wanted to say that, that would just absolutely burn my wife's world to the ground. Like there was so many, there was so much anger inside of me and so much, and I can just only point to it being this depression. I've never felt this way in my life. Mm. And uh, it makes me, it made me think like, what, what fires are you guys going through? Mm-hmm. Like you as the listeners, are you, is it divorce? Is it anxiety? Maybe you have the spirit of fear, like one of the guys in our group just just admitted, like he's just afraid, like there's just nothing that's comforting him right now. And as I was praying about this, and as I've been thinking about this moment, and even even as I laid on the ground, this thought hit me. I believe that there is someone who's listening right now who, man, I'm choking up because I just... 
I've seen it so many times around me lately, but I believe that there is someone who's listening right now who has written a letter or they're planning on writing a letter. And if it's you, if it's you who's writing that letter talking about how, how this world is too much for you, will you please tear it up? Please tear it up. You're not alone in the fire. You're not alone in this difficult time. You are seen and you are loved. And what you need to hear is is we look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and we think, man, it's so amazing. Jesus, or I'm going to just say Jesus got down into the fire with them and made it so that they didn't even feel the flames. That's cool. But what you and I get to live through right now is far better than what they got to experience with Jesus. Because Jesus didn't get into the flames with us. He went to the cross alone. And he died so that we don't have to feel the flames for the rest of eternity. He loves us so much. And and if you don't feel his presence right now, He's still there. Faith is not about what you feel. Faith is about trusting that he will never leave nor forsake you. He sees you right where you are. I want you guys to dig into 1 Peter 1.7. I'm going to pull it up, Tom, if you have anything that you want to add to that. But I want to pull this up. Wow, dude. (laughs) Wow. Listen, um... Yeah, you teed that up. Uh, you can, audience, you can see why uh, I love Casey so much. He's a, he is a brother from another mother, and uh, he definitely has gifts in certain areas, and so do the other Fry dudes. Uh, his is definitely one of empathy and being real and raw and open. You've seen our theme as Fry dudes: be uh, real, raw, but we pursue truth. God is in the hope and restoration business. If you're about hope and restoration, you're in the right spot because that's exactly what we're striving for. But also note that Casey, someone that could be that devoted, per that much, and 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 do what we'd say is a lot of the right things, um, still is going to get challenged. Daniel got challenged. Jesus got challenged. Uh, Mary, Ruth, anyone that's an all-star in that book absolutely got challenged. So you're going to get challenged, uh, whether you like it or not. You're going to experience those fires. You do have fires. And, um, right. It's all about, it's all about then what's truth and will there be an answer? And the good news is there is, oh, there is an answer. Um, spoiler word, spoiler alert, God wins in the end period. So it's just, which side are you betting on? Which side are you choosing on? You're going to go with the ways of the world or you're going to go the ways of God and, and, and seeking what that is and, and, and seeking truth and, and what works in life and what doesn't. And that's what I get from Casey. So go with first Peter brother. You got it. I do. So just, just to give you a little background, Peter was Jesus's, was Jesus's, what we call the first disciple or first apostle. Mm -hmm. Jesus says on this rock, I'll build my church. And and this man, he started out denying Jesus. He denied him three times because he was he was cowardly. He was living in the flesh. But when he got baptized by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, I should say, when the Holy Spirit came down upon him on Pentecost, he became bold. And it says many years later, 
church history tells us that Peter was then challenged again to deny Jesus as Lord and Savior. And he said, I cannot deny my Lord. So he was crucified. He said, I'm not, I'm not worthy to die in the same manner as my Lord Jesus. So crucify me upside down. And that's how he died, this horrific death of, die, of being crucified upside down. And these are the words that he tells to the church. He says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though, that, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials... It will, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on that day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Do you see how this ties in? Mm. These trials are, are refining us like gold. King Nebuchadnezzar's greatest possession on this planet was gold. Our greatest possession as followers of Jesus is not gold. It's not stuff. It's Jesus himself. It's, it's our faith in him and our love for him. There's nothing more precious than that. But going back to what you said, Tom, Hmm. these trials are going to come and you need to have a small group around you. You need to have people around you who are going to pour into you. Yesterday, four four men from our group reached out to me. Hmm. Three of them knew what was going on and one didn't. And the one who didn't, he, he just randomly messaged me and he said, I feel like I'm supposed to share this with you. And it was a sermon on suffering. And he said, for whenever you're going through trials, I want you to, I want you to watch this. And he had no idea what was going on in my life right now. Wow. And the fact that he reached out. And so get into a small group. It see trials can come overnight, but it takes time for you to form good, strong, godly relationships for when the trials do come. There's people who will be able to pour into you and help get you through them and point to Jesus. I mean, even faithful, faithful believers need this. Mm. We're not called to face this world alone. Exactly right, my man. And, you know, Casey, I was supposed to work on giving you a warning. We, we are running long already, but this is so good. If we need, if we need to go a little extra, we're going to go a little extra. Uh, there's no fixed rule of exactly what we have to time out at. So any other thoughts you want to make sure to get out there, let it be so. But I'm talking about OT here a little bit. Let me just make sure, whatever your, I loved your question, Casey. What is your fire? So some of you have been listening long enough, you've heard me say it before, I'm going to say it again and again and again until I'm finally free of these, these chains. Um, uh, finance has been one of my biggest fires. It just has. Uh, I made a ton of money. I lost a lot of money. Um, the Bible says you are debt or you are slave to the lender. That is so true. I am a walking, breathing case study of that. And I have so many best practices to share on that for anyone that's looking to uh, better uh, financially manage now just based on those mistakes. So um, just know I got to um, just be real on that. And, and I'm still working on that. And I haven't had, I have not had a quick answer either out of this fire. I mean, I'm still working through it. So talking about keeping real and honest and keeping myself quality control checked, uh, that's a work in progress. So just know that. And, and talking about being real, I just want to make sure that, that I am on that. That's just one area I, I am still working on and, and, and working on getting myself set free. So good. Yeah, I, I've said what I have to say. I just, 
I, I do feel like we need to end in prayer. That's a while. I got the same poll because for oh, some, man. for some listening, this is a call to action and whether they're a believer and they're in that fire and they want to be set free, uh, like me, or it's someone that has never, uh, uh, taken that leap, you know, to, to, to accept Christ and, and this promise of salvation in, in case I got the poll, you're supposed to lead that. If you're okay with it, I got the same exact poll. Yeah, for sure. Jesus, I thank you that that you are the one God. You are the you are the one and only out of all the religions on this planet. They all try and give us a way to get out of suffering. You're the one who steps into suffering and calls us into suffering to strengthen our relationships. And and you're the one who calls us through fire to refine us so that it constantly points us back to you. I thank you that you don't try and help us escape the suffering because this world is full of it. Hmm. And so I just, I just, I thank you that you step in, that you love us and that you see us. And I just pray that you give us the boldness to continue to stand no matter what it costs us. That we stand for you because you are the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes on to the Father but by you. And so I love you, Lord Jesus. And I just thank you. I thank you so much for calling me deeper in through the suffering. And I pray for anyone anyone who is struggling right now, I just pray for you, for your arms to wrap around them right now, that they feel your presence, that they feel your love, that it is so overwhelming that anything that they're going through is nothing in comparison to the joy that you can bring them. Please be with them, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to add on to that, Casey. I'm getting the poll here. Anyone out there listener that's just not sure, I'm just going to ask you to pray this with me. Heavenly Father, we may not understand everything. I just pray for additional guidance and wisdom and, and truth. And uh, John 3.16 says, Whoever believeth in the, the Son, Jesus Christ, will have eternal life. And I pray then to accept that. And I don't understand all of it. I pray for additional understanding and wisdom. But whatever is happening here, please deliver me. And betting on that this isn't it. This life on this broken planet is not it that you do give me a gift of eternity after free from these tears, free from this pain, free from these fires or whatever I detest right now. I lift it up to you, Father. I ask for that gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, brother. We best wrap on that note. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Sorry, I went a little long. (laughs) Wow. Deep. Hey, if you're looking to go even deeper, I love Casey talking about uh, joining a small group. You're welcome here. If you're looking for a dudes group, will you let us know at FryDudes.com at the contact us page. Just put in the message that, that you're looking for a group. We will help build you up. And if you have your own dudes group and open to taking on more, will you let us know? And we'll start directing uh, others that are in your area or if you're open to other uh, people around the country. That'd be great too. Can you imagine this world with more hope and restoration? Because that's exactly what we're chasing after. Ending on a song note. Casey's Choice, we're taking a break from Lecrae and Social Club Misfits. Going back to Hillsong, this song is called in, um, excuse me, Another in the Fire. If you dig, please add it to your What's Up With This Fire and How Do I Get Through It playlist. Now go. Know you are not alone. 
Surround yourselves with other caring hearts that will build you up and not tear you down. Thank you.